Thank you for listening to the program. In Luke, uh, in the last uh, program, it looked at him casting out the demon and the confrontation there between the demon and the Lord himself. And the next thing that happens is that he leaves the synagogue where this happened. This man in the synagogue, there was a man had an unclean devil, cried out, uh, leave me alone, and I know who you are. And the Lord told him, no, uh, don't, don't say that, and hold your peace and come out of him. And he did. And then he left the synagogue and went into Simon's house and then he healed uh, or rebuked the great fever that she had because she was taken with a great fever and they besought him for her it's the uh, same idea when it says in the woman at the well in the uh, sikhar in the country of samaria there where they besought him and he stayed two days and down here it says in uh, the next verses here, when it was day, he went into a desert place. So he left the synagogue, and and when he when the news of what he did that cast out the demon uh, spread, then he knew, and I'm sure all the people came, and like so many, a lot of times he wasn't there, he was already gone. But then he went to Simon's house, and you can see what happened. I mean, he healed uh, Simon's uh, wife's mother and stood over her and rebuked. That's the same word as uh, he charged the demons, straightly charged them, do not speak, come out or, or say what you're saying. And so the fever, I don't know. Uh, like the woman bent over for 18 years, he, he said, why should she not be loosed on the Sabbath day after 18 years, uh, Satan binding her? See, so did that mean Satan personally made sure that she didn't stand up straight and otherwise she had been able to? Well, it's more like the men said, who was born blind, this, or, or sin, that this man was born blind, him or his parents. So he rebuked the fever. Why she had it, I don't know. And he could say, and maybe it was true more than I would understand, like the woman bent over. He did say that. And... So here he rebukes the fever, and maybe it had a spiritual power behind it. I'm not saying all sickness does by any means. But in a way, on the textbook, as it were, iniquity was found within him. Immediately she rose up, and I assume that means ministered to them, cooked food. And look what happened here. The sun was setting, and all of them had sick with many d diseases br brought them unto him, all of them, that anybody that knew anybody that was sick with anything brought them to him to be healed. And he laid his hands on every one of them and healed. The implication is every one of them. And devils also came out of many that were possessed. That was their problem, maybe in addition to other problems. But saying, Thou art the Christ, and he rebuked them just like the fever. Don't. Uh, inhabit that anymore come out and be quiet so I don't know that's the but that is a miracle now there's no question 
And But I did want to point out the thing about they besought him for her. And he said, well, he would have been glad to do that. He didn't heal all the sick. And, and they brought them to him. And he seems like more times than not asked them, do you believe that I can do this? And they besought him. The word is even more than the word for sought down here. It means to... Uh, seriously ask interrogate someone not for information but for a for a good thing or a favor or uh, entreat someone that that kind of thing they besought him for her it's not like he didn't want to and then down here to get on down through they all the demons come out and he didn't suffer them to speak because they knew it was christ and when it was day he departed and went into and in Matthew, I think it says a great while before day, he went out in the world. So and the men got up. What happened? They knew what that was a, or would become a common thing. Uh, I'm sure is that he sent them away in the multitudes one time to be alone on the mountain. And so he departed and went into a desert place alone. And it said a great while before day, like I mean, when it was still dark. And everybody sound asleep. They would have almost had to track him, as it were. The people sought him. The men, his own men, sought him and found him. Then the people weren't far behind. They found where they, the men had been, a camp, I guess. Then they tracked him, found him. And then the word, they stayed him. That means they, it almost means restrained him, but constrained him. And like on your knees before him begging, please don't leave. And that's like Peter. He didn't stand in, the, in front of the Lord. I think maybe the picture is a little overdone in my mind anyway, that he was telling him how it was. Look, I'm not going to put up with you going to die and stuff. I'm going to stop it right now, right here now. Well, maybe he felt that way somewhat. But I think it, out of love and good intentions, he did not want him to die. He didn't want that. And he didn't understand like the Lord. He could say, I don't want it, but I do because my father said, and it's the only way, and it's my love. I have to do it. I want to do it. And do I like doing it? Well, not the suffering part. He, that would, I don't see how that could be said that he enjoyed that. But he, it's like that's the clue or the answer to our lives here is how do we, the good and bad, how do we handle that? Well, he's our example were complete in him because he lives he's already done that as it were <clears throat> and he lives in us but they stayed him they constrained him that he should not depart from them and his answer was no i am leaving and um i was thinking uh, to myself and i think it'd be true of most people surely probably everyone if you've been a believer very long and maybe not very long, but you've prayed a prayer and you look back in retrospect to it uh, years ago or something like And a person would, I have said, I am so, I am thankful to God he didn't answer that prayer. Uh, now, a lot of them, I'm glad he did or, or he didn't or, or however that works. I mean, he talks about prayer and it's a little hard to take where he says, I know what you need. And the one thing he said to pray for is, let us help us to forgive others, uh, forgive us as we forgive others, and thy will be done, and deliver us from that evil and not doing that. That's my uh, condensed version of the, what he really said there. 
but anyway, uh, he said, no, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities. Therefore, and he left and preached in the synagogues, uh, other places and left them just like Samaria, the city there. They wanted him to stay and he left. And uh, and I pray and ask him and I think I know do and that I need to tell him. And if it makes me feel better. I don't think it's wrong so much so, except in a hypocritical way, like he talks about in the Sermon on the Mount. Don't pray as the hypocrites do. It's a lot of flowery language, I, you know. And, and when you pray in the presence of people, I was talking to somebody that uh, a few days ago, and, and it was <laughs> almost, they said, you know, almost without exception, that will alter what you say and how you say it, and especially how you say it. And I know what what uh, he meant, and, and it's true. But but it doesn't mean there can't be public prayer. That's what I mean. It doesn't mean he wasn't going to heal her. He did. Another account, it just gives it as he walked in and took her by the hand and lifted her up. But here it says they besought him. So they besought him down here in 40, verse 42 to not leave. And they, many people begged him like the woman with the daughter to please cast the demon out of my daughter, I think. And she was a Gentile, so he didn't answer. And, this, and he said, well, he didn't talk to Gentiles, the Samaritan woman, a half-breed, as it were. And then, like, that's what, and to go back real quick to how this starts, kind of, he went back to Nazareth, him saying no. He went back to Nazareth and, and, uh, he read out of the book of Isaiah, the spirit of the Lord is on me to preach deliverance to liberty and the acceptable year of the Lord. He closed the book and all the eyes, everybody in there looked at him. Everybody was fastened on him. And he stood or he said to them, this day, this scripture is fulfilled. You've heard it. It's fulfilled in me. That's what. And they all bear witness and wondered at the gracious words which came out of his mouth. But they said, isn't this Joseph's son? that we watched grow up, and before they could ask, he said, you're going to ask me, do something like I did in Capernaum, the miracles. And I say unto you that no prophet, you're not going to accept to me. And you'd say, well, people accepted him because of the miracles. Not Well, they all didn't, so it wasn't because of the miracles. And God uses the sun up and the sun down the day for our lives. I mean, a lot of things are used, but they're not necessarily the reason, especially for salvation. He says that is a gift from God. He told Peter that you didn't believe on your own. My father showed you who I am. Peter, I know in the rest of them, he just said, oh, we know who you are. He didn't say, well, we wouldn't know who you are, but our, your father showed us. See, that was news to him. I'm confident but anyway he's he insulted them in nazareth saying the widow the and the Naam, the syrian the gentile they hear and and they'll hear and that's what it all was the jews kind of got a little up in the air about jew and gentile but the whole purpose was for them to be a light to the gentiles why so in the end they would all be brought together and that's what happened in the way that they don't quite understand, maybe we don't either, but that wall was broken down and there's neither Jew or Gentile in Christ. But he said today, I am the Messiah and you know it, and you want me to prove to you. And did they not believe what they had heard he did in Capernaum? Well, yeah, they believed it. I'm sure some of their family was there and saw it. Well, they, But they said, we want to see it. We have a right to be proved. See, something there wasn't right. And uh, then 
they all heard these things. They were angry, rose up, thrust him out of the city, led to the edge of the hill whereupon the city was built, so they could cast him down headlong. But he, passing through the midst of them, the middle of them, he went his way. I don't know, it's recorded several times that happened, uh, things like that, going to stone him to death or throw him off the cliff, and everything just stopped, and he left. They might look back and say, that was the one miracle we asked him to do something. Remember that day we was going to throw him off the cliff, and we all just stood there like statues, and nobody could move, and he just walked right through us, and we were fit to be tied. But there's nothing we could do. We had to watch him walk away, and when he was out of sight, all of a sudden then we could move. But nobody run after him to lay hands on him again. But he passing through the midst of them went his way and came and uh, to Capernaum and back to Capernaum and taught. And they were astonished being in the casting out of the demons. But he said no to the people in Nazareth. No, I'm not going to do the miracles that you know I did in Capernaum for your reason. And when they were born again and the ones that were later on would have said i'm glad that he didn't do that for and that would mean we manipulated him because we needed something for our own self that we didn't really need and we're saved by faith we didn't see any of these miracles we read about them how do we know they happened well they're part of history for that matter and all the people i've read about uh most of them became believers that through the last few hundred years have tried or thousands of years for that matter, but hundreds of years mostly, to uh, disprove the person of Christ and or that he lived or said what he said or both or something. And most of them have become believers. But the ones that didn't, didn't disprove it by any means. They had to admit the obvious is, of course he lived. It's 2,021 years after. What? I mean, you know, they don't do that for... Uh, they wouldn't do it for me. Change the calendar? You know, I don't know. But anyway, that's, I'm sorry, I, that's not my point. The point is here that uh, he said no to the people in Nazareth. He said no to the demons. Don't, no, stop. Well, we're trying to say who you are. No, don't say that. And then to the fever, no, your time is out. You're at, leave her. And it left her. And she rose up immediately within two, uh, a few seconds and ministered to them. And they brought all the sick in the city to him. And he laid his hand that they could, I guess, or whatever, and healed every one of them. And then devils came out and all that happened. But then he was getting away. He was going from the synagogue to Simon's house to a desert place and everybody his own. And they, like they said one place, all men seek after you. And and they did. The whole town, as it were, would turn out. Even unbelievers, well, for their own wrong reasons, uh, somehow. But they all had to say, there's nobody like him. Whether you believe in him or not, or a great prophet, or the devil, or God, or what, there's nobody like him. I am confident. Many, many, many people that knew her it was, had to say that. And so he says sometimes no and in addition to that he would say i think he does say i already i i know what you need or don't need and can we ask him well yeah and it makes us feel better that's what prayer is really it's talking to him for our sake not to tell him what he doesn't know and we all know that 
But it's kind of okay to admit that and look at that. Then it's easier to see a little more of a truth than less. And to see who he is and to know who he is. And it goes on in chapter 5. I start to say, well, that's the end. Well, actually, it came to pass then. And this is, is I'm not sure about uh, the program time here. But he, as it came to pass then that the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God. It came to pass that what? The people pressed upon him. See, I think that they said, wherever you go, this happens. Multitudes followed him on foot around a day's journey, around the lake to, to see, to find him, to be. They wanted to be, wanted him to stay or go with him or something. And the apostles there at the end, that's, see, Peter, that's the last thing he wanted was him to die and leave. And why does that have to happen? That's Cain. That's Lucifer back in the... Why does that lamb have to die? Why does that have to happen? Why can't you make me like you, God, and me sit on your left hand like Christ is on your right hand, and you tell me, he tells me he is like you, one with you, and I'm not, and he's my creator. And you could have made me like you and sat on your... No, he couldn't. I believe that with all my heart. There is no way he could make us like him. The way he did it is the only way, and he becomes us and gives us a new person, a new spirit. It's him, though. It's not. It, it's a, a mystery, Paul says, but like the Lord told Nicodemus, you don't understand the mystery of the flesh, much less the mystery of things about the spirit in heaven that's like the wind and all that. But here, they didn't understand I'm sure at the time, or they wouldn't have constrained him to stay and begged him to stay. They truly, if he would have, they'd have been jumping up and down for joy. Why? So we can get everybody healed? No, he's already done that. But he's here. And there's a lot not said about different things, like the woman that he told me everything I ever did. Well, that's not recorded. But you know it took place, the conversation. So when you put together the Gospels, three of them, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, are of one sort, and then John is another. And I believe that was through inspiration. Like Jude says, I was going to write about the common things, but the Spirit moved me in this way. And so I'm confident that the Spirit not only moved these men to write these different books, but different recordings of even the same miracle but you put them all together and you still don't have the whole thing but the idea of putting them together exercises your spiritual self and somehow if you're doing it in the right way to see what's going on here not to put together a sermon like a guy told me one time in uh, christian radio he said you know i can put together a lot of stuff but i can't move people and i i've always i remembered that i thought wow well the lord he moved people a lot more than he put out a whole lot of information. He put a whole lot of information about who he was and who they were and what he was going to do for him and what they could not do that he could do. All that's behind because we're made in his image. And one last thing, we're made in his image. So we're a little God as a lost person until he lives in us. And as a little God, you're in the image of God. He knows everything, can do everything. So you want to know everything, do everything. A lost person, a creature at the best. Loose for anybody, Adam, anybody. A creature. You're made in his image. And one part of that is he gives you part of his spirit. And it's a real thing that makes you a little God. And God would say, everybody say, well, we think you're wrong. God would say, well, that's too bad because I know I'm right 
And he would be right. But a little God in the image of God is going to say or tend to say, I want to do everything, have everything, know everything, all that. But also tend to say, I know because I know. I don't care if everybody says I'm wrong. I know. See, that's the image. I don't care if he says he's God. I know he's not. That's the human way. And the Lord said nobody can believe unless it's given to him, Peter. You need to understand that to get started on this idea of who I am. You owe, yeah, we don't, he is everything. I start, we owe him everything. Owe him what? He doesn't, the old creature, the old heart, the old nature, that's all going to be, the spirit's already been altered and, and replaced the heart of it anyway. And then in purification, the way I understand it, uh, I've come unto me because I'm tried in the fire. What, we come unto something else and it'll work too? Well, no. Come unto me. I'm tried in the fire. And you'll come through. So we're going to be purified of everything that's not right with him. Spirit, soul, and body. That new creature. Him living in us. He didn't cut off the spirit and give it to us again like a little God. He lives in us real time. Now, that's a mystery. I agree with Paul. I want to say why, but, you, you know, not really. That You get to where that's not a constructive, that's not a helpful question to ask God. It's explain to me what it is you do say, not tell me why. I don't need to know why. Go over that again and see, Eve was there on it at the first rattle out of the, uh, Satan, the serpent. Oh no, we can't touch it. We, it will die. We can't eat that. We can't touch that. What are you talking about? Well, see, it didn't take too long to say, well, I don't know, it's just something I was confused, didn't understand. God says you could eat all this other fruit, and if you eat that one, it'll kill you, but it'll make you know what he knows, and he's the creator. I mean, wow, something doesn't make sense here to me, Eve, but I'll see you, you know. And uh, but but you're you're super intelligent. You're the you're a little god. You can figure that out. And if you eat that fruit, it'll make you more like a little. Make you more like him. You'll be like gods. You'll know everything. Wow! See how that happens. Information. I'll be information with God. I'll be with Him. I'll be one with Him. The Trinity. See the. And I don't know. He's going to do that in His way, and it's the only way. To make the mistake, ah, oh, there could have been another way. That's who I know. I said those things back when. Not when I began to have to study to try to teach the Bible. I began to realize I had to realize what I believed and didn't believe and what it said or not. But anyway, um, the idea of him saying no. And you think about all of it. And it's kind of like the shepherd, and you say, what did you do? I created all those little sheep and the pasture farm and everything, the pasture and the great waters. But they sometimes would go across rough ground to the still waters. They don't understand that. They think, I don't know what I'm doing. I should go this easy way to the little bit troubled waters over here. It's so close. They don't understand. And we'd look and say, those sheep, wow, I feel so sorry for them. How in the world could they believe and understand that you as their creator and shepherd know them? And you know, and how could they think you're not knowing what you're doing? I am. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Was always one of my favorite, and I'm sure a lot of people, things that are said about him. He is our shepherd. And so to want, well, I just want an explanation. I just want to know why. Well, I'm not saying curiosity, you know, but hold on a minute. Uh, he probably has told, I mean, probably, he has told us what we need to know. And he knows what we need to know. Because the more we know, the more 
is required of us. Thank you for listening to the program.